Hi everybody, it's me, Cassie Freeman, here at The Come Up, a podcast where creative influencers explore and share their stories and challenges that propel them into success. This week's guest is the amazing beauty blogger and extraordinaire, Millie Almodovar is a dynamic multimedia reporter, host, brand ambassador, consultant, and TV lifestyle and beauty expert. A former senior beauty editor of Cosmopolitan for Latinas, Millie has contributed to The Wendy Williams Show, The Today Show, The Steve Harvey Show, The Fab Life, WPIX 11 News, New York Live, Good Day New York, Philly, and many more. She has hosted beauty and fashion events for Macy's even, including their annual celebration of Hispanic Heritage I had to have you on the show because we haven't had anyone like you. Okay, You have a very specific, different sort of journey. Okay. And before we really get into the journey, my first question I always ask people is, before you were 13, what do you think your first come up was? And come up means the first time you felt like that you were good at something. By the time or before you were 13, when you're like, whoa. Okay, so... When I was 13, before I was 13, I was like in ballet school. I was in piano school. I was in all that. And I sucked at all of it. Like, literally, my ballet teacher was like, she ain't getting this. (laughs) My piano teacher told my mom, listen, I mean, she was like this Russian lady. She would smack my hand. She's like, you cannot play piano. Like, it was, I just wasn't getting it. So that can make you feel like bad, right? Like really bad. Um, I'm so gifted at none of these things. None of these things work. were working out for me. Um, so but it then, narrowed it down for you at least. Okay. Right. So I knew I wasn't going to be ever, like I wasn't really, it was weird because I wasn't really into the arts, it seemed, right? But then I started, like, I started playing with makeup and then I was like, oh man, this is fun. Like I actually like doing it. Um so I would, and I would do my own makeup and I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I do like my, you know, like my sister's makeup. I mean, her makeup wasn't looking that great. So I realized I can't be someone else's like makeup artist, but I could do my own makeup pretty good. So like, I guess like the makeup thing was a big thing. Like, you know, I was 13 and wearing like a full face of makeup and people were like, man, you, you can really, your makeup is really good. And this was before like YouTube and like before any of that. So I'm like, well, that's good. Cause I mean, I mean, what, what is that going to do for me? But you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that the beauty industry is like one of the biggest industries on earth. So I think for that, like, I, I, and I needed that, like I needed to feel like I was good at something because honestly, everything I had tried, I, it wasn't working. Like my sister is good at everything. She's an amazing writer. She's an amazing, um, like anything my sister touches, she's great. She's at like it. a pro. She's like one of those instant pros. Instant pros and everything. She's an amazing artist. She's an amazing poet. Like her like her, I brought in one of her poems in my, when I, I went to, I graduated from Hunter College and I brought in one of her poems. My professor, like 15 years later, we keep in contact. He still uses her poems like in his class because that's how great as she, the example of greatness, as the example of greatness. Like that's how good, like she was good at everything. So here I was, like I was failing at piano, fa- failing at ballet. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm not good at anything. And then, you know, I started playing with makeup and then I was like, oh, well, this is good. Even though I didn't realize that there could be a career out of it. For me, it felt like, okay, well, I'm finally good at something. So that's amazing. You know, it's so crazy. I ask everyone that question and I'm no one, no one yet. And I can't remember anyone I've, I've talked to yet who has said something that they were good or validated for by 13 that didn't become their career. Yeah. yeah. Which really makes me think like, yo, if you're a parent and listening to this, 
pay attention to what you clap to exactly by the time the kid is 13 right this is amazing so now let's back up now let's i guess not back up but go forward a little bit now you had a a a very winding career before you got to this whole world of beauty right yeah why don't you tell us a little bit because you worked in the news wasn't wasn't that part of like your journey at some point to want to be a journalist right because first of all y'all we used to have a blog thing together i was like her little i guess guest guest contributor of sorts wait what wasn't that beauty Beauty logic Logic, yeah beauty and can i tell y'all y'all so you said you're not, let me tell you what else you're really good at. What does you call it? Editing? I guess yeah. you're really great. I would send, you know, I'd go off and do like a spa package somewhere and then I'd have to do like a whole write-up. Whatever I wrote up, I'd give it to Mildred and Mildred would make it sound like <laughs> it was the New York Times. <laughs> right. So, so I went to high school, then I went to college and I went and worked in finance first. So I worked as an assistant to a hedge fund and I did that for a few years and I hated it. Like I hated finance, but I was making a lot of money. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this is okay. I make, you know, I'm 23 making like six figures. Fine. I'll deal with this. But as you get older and like, as the another year came, another year came, I started realizing that I really didn't like my life. Like I didn't, I didn't like, you know, I, the guy I worked for was amazing and we're still friends to this day, but like, I just was not happy, you know, in finance. It wasn't my calling at all. Mm-hmm. So when I was like 24, 25, I emailed all my, like two or three of my really good friends. And I was like, and this is something I recommend to everyone. If you don't know what you want to do with your life, ask your friends what they think you're good at. Like email them and be like, listen, what do you think that I'm good at? Oh my God, Mildred, I love you so much. No, but that's the best advice. Yeah. So like one of my girlfriends was like, oh man, I, she's like, you know, I think that you're really good at explaining stuff. She's like, you tell me things sometimes that I don't like that, like it, it, like, and you make like science projects sound easy. Like, you know, so she's like, I think that she's like, I don't know if you could do something with that, but like, that's such a talent. Oh my goodness. Can I just co-sign that? That is so true. Yeah. I've known Mildred for almost a decade and I've had many different transformations. And every time I never thought about it before, but it's so true. No matter how complicated I think my problem is, Mildred in a concise way too. That's the thing. You will break it down so concisely. And then I'm like, oh, you're right. I guess I can solve it. Right. So she was like, you, she's like, I don't know if you could do something with that, but she's like, that's like a skill. Like you make things sound a lot easier than what they are. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, at the time I was like, what the hell am I going to do with that? Right. right. That's so like, <laughs> I'm like thanks. That's like so vague. Let me go look on Craigslist. Right. Somebody to explain things, dot job, you know? That's so I was, I was like, okay, whatever. And then my other girlfriend was like, oh, well, I think you should start like, she's like one of those beauty things like on the web now, you know? And at the time it was like 2005. Like, so I'm like, what is that? And she's like, there's like these things called logs or something or, or blogs or, you know, she's like, start a blog or something and talk about like beauty because you're really good at like makeup. So I was like, oh, you know, that sounds cool. Like I might do that. So like, I started the blog and I was like, oh, and then my other girlfriend was like, you should do, you should think about doing TV because you're really expressive. So I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And gorgeous. I think gorgeous helps y'all. Thank thank you. you. But she's like, you're really expressive and fun. So I was like, okay, cool. So I started the blog and in 2005, November 4th, I think it was like 2005 or six, something like that. It was, it was there. And it was one of the first beauty blogs, like first Latin, there was no other Latin beauty girls. First of all. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big thing. So like, I got a lot of, you know, I got a lot of opportunity from it, but I was, I, oh, so then, okay. So I did that. I, this is like a whole story. So I like, love it. okay. So I was still, I, at the time I had left finance. And then when my friend was like, you should do TV. I was like, well, how would I get into TV? So I said, well, I got to take an internship. So you got an internship at Fox, right? An unpaid internship. And I was like 29 or something. I was so old. I was like 27, 28. And like, I'm working with like 
19 year old. Of course, here. yeah. Or, or, yeah, and I'm like, but thank God, you know, being Latin, I didn't look 28. Right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, so no one knew I was like in my late, uh, like, or mid to late 20s. So they were, so I, I did that internship and I, there's another thing you have to build relationships. Mm-hmm. If you are an intern, you know, you have to just be the best intern. Like, so I was like the best intern. Like they would be like, Millie, can you come at three o'clock in the morning? I'm going to need someone to, you know, like pick up my shoe. I'm like, okay, I'm there. You know, like, <laughs> I'm you, a great shoe picker I'm upper. a great shoe. I'll be the best shoe picker upper. <laughs> like. How did you get an internship at Fox? So you had to, so in order to be in, for an internship, you have to get college credit. So I had to re-enroll my ass in Hunter and like, yeah, it was like a whole, it was like a whole thing. And you like, know what I love about you is that there is no such thing as, you will now outwork Mildred. No. Okay. Mildred's like, what do I need? Yeah, I'll go do that. Fine. I'll sign back up. This woman. So you already graduated and you're like, I have to re-sign back up. Yeah. For you got to do it. Well, for like, you know, like after, you know, the, the, what do you call it? The finishing credits or. It's you, like. Um, oh, continuing education. Right. Yeah. So like you did that. And then, so we did that and then they were like, okay. And then I did that. The good thing is like those relationships were so important. Like, because I still talk to all of those people. So like, but I was an intern when I was there. Right. So like, so I did the internship and I'm, you know, again, I was friends with the producers. So at the time I took the, I had the internship. I was also doing the beauty blog. Right. So like, I would tell them like, Hey, you should check out my beauty blog. Like you should check out my, and they were like, well, what's that? And then it would look and they were like, Oh, I like your beauty blog, Millie. Like, Oh, Millie, I read your beauty blog. What do you recommend for this, that? So I became almost like a beauty resource for like these reporters and these, and these producers. So it was great. And then, um, when I was like one of the, when my internship was about to be over, I was like, okay, well, I think I should be a reporter now. Right. Because like, you know, I, I, sh- I just should do it. So I went to the, to the, to the like news director and I was like, okay, so I've been an intern for like a year. Don't you think I should start reporting now? And she was like, uh, thank God she liked me. Cause she was like, um, no, <laughs> she's like, hey, thanks for asking, thanks for asking, but no. Um, you have to, she's like, you should, you have to actually, you have to actually move to like Utah or something and get like reporting experience. And then maybe you could come to the number one market. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to Utah. But I live in the number one market. (laughs) I was like, but I live in New York. Why would I move to Utah? And she was like, well, that's kind of how you do it. So true. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. So anyway, I ended up, I ended up going to Fox. That's right. Working at Fox for a little bit. I remember visiting you a lot at Fox. Yeah. Yeah, So you used to come visit me at Fox. And then, um, while I was there, I was just like, man, I don't want to do news either. Like, I don't want to do news. Mm -hmm. Um, and here's where like, like the whole, like just wishing things. So like, or or not even wishing things, but speaking things into existence. So I said, I don't want to do news. Like I hate news now, like reading about rapes, murders, writing about it and killing every day. It can really take a toll on you. Totally. Yeah. So I was like, no, I don't want to do this either. So I was like, okay. I said, um, I am going to, um, try to like figure out a way to make some serious money off my site, like figure that out. So I started like reaching out to brands and saying, Hey, if you guys need anything, like, let me know. So then I became like a spokesperson for CVS and I did that and made a lot of money, but I was still working at Fox. Right. But then I was like, God, I really want to just write. Like I want to write at the time working, doing a blog wasn't like a viable income. Now you got bloggers making seven figures yeah. or eight figures. Yeah. You got bloggers making so much money, but at the time it wasn't that way. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I just spoke, I was like, God, please figure out a way to have me work in beauty. So this is another thing why I always tell people, if you like something, start a blog, 
or a vlog mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and still work your nine to five. Mm-hmm. Work your nine to five and then go home and do a blog or vlog about your passion because you never know who's who's reading it. So I get an email one day and I'll never forget. It's from uh, this girl named Brandy and she's from Hearst Magazine. And she's like, hey, Hearst Publishing. She's like, hey, Millie, my name is Brandy. I'm a longtime reader of your blog. And she's like, I really, we're going to start a Cosmopolitan for Latin magazine and we want you to come and we want you to just come to the party. We're going to have this party and you're the only blogger I'm inviting because I love your blog. And I've been reading your blog, you know, forever, two years. So I was like, oh my God, absolutely. I'm definitely going to come. So I go to Hearst, which is this amazing building on like 57th Street. And I was like, oh my God, I go to the 41st floor. I see this park. This is the whole view of Central Park. It was like, I mean, I was like, and I said to myself, I belong here. I said it like, I was like, I belong here. So like, I'm sitting down with like all these, like, you know, like executives and, and, and all these other magazine people. And I'm like, man, I want to work here. I said, I'm going to work here. And I said it to myself and I was like, I'm gonna work here. So at the time I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know that the magazine was just starting. I thought they had their staff and everything, but I didn't care. So like my editor in chief comes up the editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan for Latina, she comes up, she gives a speech. She's like, what she wants for the magazine, what her vision was. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm working here. And I I kept saying it. I was like, I'm going to work here. I'm going to work here. So like at the end of the, her presentation, like 50 people lined up to talk to her. And I was like, I'm going to talk to her too. And another thing, always have business cards. So I had a business card, even though I didn't really like, I was like a, I was like a nobody at Fox. I still had a business card saying that I was like a, you know, a writer slash blogger, had my blog on it, my name, whatever, whatever. So like, I remember I was with one of my girlfriends. I'd take one of my girlfriends and she's like, oh, she's like, listen, girl, like she's going to see like, she's going to get like a hundred cards. She's like, she's not going to remember your card. I was like, she's going to remember me, girl. She's going to remember <laughs> me. And she was like, well, okay, well I got to go. And she's like, are you going to go with me? And I'm like, nah, you leave. I'll see you later. I'm going to stay here. And right. Pray. You had a plan. I had, I had a goal. I had, I was like, I'm going to work here. So I go up to her finally after like an hour, I was waiting forever. And so a lot of people were leaving because they were like, I can't wait this long, but I was like, I'm going to stay and I'm going to talk to her. So I gave her my card and I was like, Hey, I was like, I had, I, I'm not an editor. I was like, but I'm a blogger. I've been a blogger for like, you know, whatever, like whatever years. And I would love to help you out in, in the beauty. Like, even if you like, you need me to just call in product for you, I can do that. Um, you know, cause I'm not, I'm not doing anything now. Mind you, at the time I was working at Fox, I still had a job. Right. Yeah. And she was like, she literally, I remember, I'll never forget how she looked at my card. She looked at my card. She's like, Oh, you're a blogger. She's like, Oh, okay. right. And back then it was like, that's a nobody. Yeah. Like so back you don't then, have a job. Yeah. Okay. She's like, okay, well I'll look at your stuff. And I was like, no, I was like, you know, I have a great following on the Latin community. I'm one of the rare Latin. Like I was also talking up myself though, because even though she thought I was just a blogger uh, to me, I was the bomb. So right. I was like, well, I, you know, I, yeah, I have a blog. My blog is, you know, I'm in, my blog has been featured in best blogs to follow. And this, so I was telling her, I was telling in like two minutes, I was telling her about myself because if I had just said to her, I'm a blogger, she would have been like, okay, well, so is whatever. Right. But here I was like, yeah, I'm a blogger, but I'm a Latin focused blog. And I've been in featured in this magazine. I've done this, you know, whatever, whatever. I've had access to these people. Right. The brand ambassador, this person, that yeah. thing. Right. So I was trying to just tell her about me instead of just giving her my card and hoping that she would look at it. Look, and you know what, to be a woman and to hear that is so important because I work with young people and they're always asking like, how do you balance the line of being proud of something that you've done or created and not feel like you're being narcissistic? Right. And I feel like you do a really great job of 
you gave the information she needed because she was asking for more information. Even though she didn't say, well, so what? Or tell me more. You were like, no, let me tell you why there's value in this proposition. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what I did. And, and that's what had her. So the next morning I wake up and I'm like yawning and I'm getting ready, like crying because I hated going to work. I was going to work and I was like, God, I hate my life. I look and I haven't, she's on my email and she's like, hey, Millie. She's like, I just, re- she's like, I just went through your whole blog. I've been reading. I read your whole blog last night. She's like, I'm obsessed. Please come in today. I'd like to speak to you. So I was like, this is a crazy story. So I was like, I never told you this story. So, no. oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, hello. So like I go to the magazine and she's like, listen, I can't promise you anything right now. This is a startup, you know? Yeah. We're, you know, we're part of cosmopolitan, but She's like, you know, we're a new magazine. I can't promise you anything. But she was like, what I can say is that I do need your help. Um, you know, I can give you a freelance rate, you know, but I want you on our team. You know, I can't hire you right now, though, but I want you on our team. So um, at that moment, I was like, okay, I quit Fox that day with no, like, I had no idea, like, what was going to happen. Oh, my God. And freelance, you don't know how much... But I was, you gonna get. but I was so like, I knew that I needed to be there and like Fox was not fulfilling me. And thank God. I mean, you know, I had a, a, a very supportive partner who was like, quit, get right. the hell out of Fox right. Right. because you're miserable, you know, and I'll figure it out. So I was like, what's so great about this story too, is I feel like life, we forget this as we get older, her life is no different than that game, hot and cold. Yeah. And remember someone's like something's hitting the room and I'll tell you, you're getting closer to it. I'll say you're getting warm, you're getting warm, hot, 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 or you're getting cold, you're getting cold. And obviously going to Fox was very cold, Right. but it's nothing like stepping into a place where you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, this is where I was meant to be. Right. But here's another thing though, even though I did not like working at Fox or NBC, my best relationships and things that I do now are from the people that knew me, like when I was at Fox and when is I, and even when I used to go to work and I hated my job and I hated, you know, the energy, no one knew that I came to work and I was like very kind and very nice to everyone. I never let anyone see that I was like not happy. You know why? Because at the end of the day, like, it's not their fault you work there, you know, like, so no one should ever, like, you should always come into your job and be as kind, as nice, and as wonderful as possible. One, because that's just the way you should be. But two, because you never know what these people could do for you. So this is where, so I, so I worked at Cosmo and when I was at Cosmo, what did they start doing? They started, Millie, we need, we need, um, someone to represent us on TV. So I was like, Oh my God. So I was like, absolutely. So I started doing TV segments for Cosmo like crazy. I started hosting, you know, Macy's called Cosmo said, listen, we saw Millie on TV. We want her to host a sh- uh, fashion show with Camilla Alves because. Oh, I remember that. At yeah. Macy's. Yes. She's like, we want us to, you know, we, but I traveled the world with, like I traveled the States with the United States with her, like to host these fashion shows because they were like, she's, you know, her, per- you know, she, they were like, well, they, they said I looked like her, but also because of the personality, like she, I was more of a personality. So like all these opportunities started coming and I was like, oh my God, my life is amazing. Like I had, I loved my job. You know, the, being a beauty editor of Cosmopolitan for Latinas was like the best job ever. Totally. What a gift. Ever. It was a, a gift. gift. It was exactly what I had been praying for, what I had been wishing for. It was amazing. And I did that for five years. November 4th, 2015, my cousin is murdered and I was like devastated. And 
devastated for a few reasons because I didn't, I hadn't really spoken to him the way we used to. We were, we were young. We, we were, when we were young, we were like this, but then as we get older, you always think that you're going to see your family members later. And I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll reconnect during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So he was murdered. I get a call the day he's murdered from someone at Cosmo and they're like, Hey, you have to come into the office tomorrow. And I was like, I was like, well, I really don't want to because I'm right now in the emergency room watching my cousin, waiting for my cousin's heart to stop. Like his brain has already stopped working. We're just waiting for the heart to stop. And they're like, yeah, well, you have to come, you know? And I was like, okay. Like like, what could be crazier than life and death? Right. So I was like, okay, whatever. So my cousin passes, we watch his heart stop, whatever. It was devastating. I wake up the next morning I go into Cosmo and my boss, my editor in chief at the time, she looks very like sad and whatever. And I was like, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, everything's fine. Whatever, whatever. We have to go upstairs at 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock. You know, the staff, there was like 13, 14 of us. And they were like, the publisher comes in and the public, I love the publisher. She's an amazing woman. Her name is Donna. She's wonderful. She was like, guys, this is, it's it. Like the magazine is done the magazine is over. Like, and I, and I was like, oh my God, like, because I really wasn't expecting it, but I should have been because magazines have been dying, have been dying and they're going to continue to die. Right. They're going to continue to die. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. But here's where, like, what, what, here's what I always say too. Like you should have your job, but make sure that you're making a brand for yourself too. And that's what I was doing the whole time I was at Cosmo. So I would have my, I would do my Cosmo, you know, I was a beauty editor. I would take pictures of beauty products. I would, you know, I would, um, every time I was on TV, I was putting it on my Instagram. I was putting it on mine. And I was asking them, can I put it on my Instagram? And they were like, yeah, 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 go ahead. They didn't care. I was putting it on my Instagram. I was doing so much to build my brand that when they laid me off, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I, now I just got to keep building my brand, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but the crazy thing was, so I get laid off and then the next day ABC calls me and they're like, Hey Millie, um, we saw you on some show and we love you. And we want you to host the fab life with Chrissy Teigen and Mr. Josie. We're going to fly you out to LA. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So I go to LA host, you know, the fab life a few times with Chrissy Teigen. And she's amazing by the way. She is a wonderful human being. I'm Mm. obsessed with her. Um, so I did that. And then, you know, always building my brand, always putting everything on Instagram, you know, um, putting everything on social media about what I was doing in beauty. Because a lot of people, I have a few friends that they're like, oh, well, no one's really interested in what I'm doing. I'm like, no, there's always a market for someone interested in what you're doing. You know, even if you're like, there's a woman that gets paid like six figures on YouTube to eat fast food. Honey, isn't that amazing? I know. People get paid to unbox presents. I was telling my son, I'm like, listen, this year... Yes. I'm setting up that YouTube yes. because we're gonna box on boxes. There's someone else who gets paid money to watch the trailer to a film. Yes, you just watch them watch a trailer, right. and I'm like, sit down. People everybody. are getting paid to play video games. So, to, if you had, to, first of all, yes, yeah. if you had to break it down into to bite sized steps, like what do you think? Because today, because there's so much social media, yeah, Instagram and Twitter, and then you got Snapchat, right. What do you feel like are the pillars that have really that you think really helped define a brand out here in the world? Where there's because because at this point, if somebody wanted to be a beauty blogger and they heard this, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Oh, and I, that's a question I get all the time right? on my Instagram channel. It's like, Millie, how'd you get to where you're from? How to get where you are now? And how can I do 
what you're doing, even though the beauty blog world is oversaturated. Right. Even, and here's the question, which is, because I feel like what what's so great about how you talk about everything, I feel like these principles are good for everybody. Absolutely. Right? So even if the person doesn't want to be a beauty blogger, maybe there's someone out there who just wants to do whatever it is. Like you said, there's a market for everyone. Everything. So what do you think are like the tangible things people can do to try to build their brand? I'm going to say now that YouTube is everything. Mm. Like, and you can make... Like, one of my girlfriends is YouTube, and I saw her, she showed me one of her checks recently to inspire me to start doing YouTube, and I was which like... Which you are, Mildred. Yeah, which, which I will. Are. Which I am. I already got my thing set up and everything, and I, I couldn't believe the amount of money she makes from doing a three-minute video. Like... I know. It's, Here's the thing. Three-minute. And these three-minute videos that I see from people, first of all, because I'm addicted to YouTube. Right. I have natural hair now. Yeah. And I watch all these girls with natural hair issues, like how to get this look. In three minutes, they will tell you everything. In three, right. And then they've probably gotten paid like an insane amount of money for that. So one of my Plus girlfriends- free products that come with it. And you get else. the free products, right. So I'm going to say, if, any, if there is something that you are absolutely passionate about, even if you're not, like a lot of people are like, well, I'm just, I can't put myself out there like that. Do it. Like it's for three minutes. You know, like put yourself out there. I do TV all the time. Like, so, and I do Wendy Williams, the Wendy Williams show a lot. I do, you know, I've done the today, I'm doing the today show actually in January. And there's always going to be people that are going to say negative things. So you cannot, you can't worry about that though. Because if you live your life worrying that someone's going to be like, she's ugly or she's this or she's that, then you're never going to do anything with your life. You're going to stay in the same place. Totally. And just going around the same, circling the same drain. I feel like the other thing is that people don't realize you need to have patience for whatever it is that you're growing. Absolutely. Because, you know, people start these new ventures and then they're done. And there's a great quote that said, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in five. Right. Right. So it's like whatever you start, even if it's YouTube, if after the first month or two, you ain't got 2 million followers, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. It's not supposed to be like that for everybody. And actually it's very rarely it starts off like that. You hear about a person after they've been out here hustling for a while, they get that many people. Right. Yeah. Well, some of my favorite YouTubers, it took them like five to six years to even become, get like 300,000 followers. Exactly. But the good thing now about YouTube, and this is why I encourage people to do YouTube now, because what I've noticed with YouTube is like, let's say I look up a video, right? So I was looking up some like investing video recently. All of a sudden, when the next time I went on YouTube, I had like YouTube recommends like 10 investment videos. It's so true. So that's why it's so much easier now to gain a following because of that, that, that YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Totally. It's like Netflix, basically. Right. They're like, if you like this, here's 20 more just like this. Exactly. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. So that's why it's so much easier now. Like, even with the unwrapping so right. kips, there's a, that kid, there's a kid, Ryan, who's five years old. He makes $5 million a month unwrapping presents. Yes. $5 million a month just from the YouTube revenue from his parents what? unwrapping presents. I'm, yeah. I'm having a baby tomorrow <laughs> and this baby going to unwrap some presents. I'm telling you, but that's what I'm saying. There's a market. People eating fast food are, they're getting paid. Like there's a market for everything. And I tell everyone YouTube is it nowadays. Like it's funny. Cause I look at YouTube more than I look at TV. Me too. Right. So I'm like the TV world and I am the TV world, right, you know, world, but yeah. now it's like, I got to go to the, 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 the digital world. Okay. I love this. So these are your three recommendations. Right I would here. say, I love it. And get a mentor, like definitely totally. have a mentor. Um, my mentor is this woman, Veronica. She has been in my life since Fox. I met her at Fox and she has just gone out of her way for me in so many ways and, and just taught me about rejection because if you, you're, you're going to be rejected so many times, but you just can't let that stop you. Like you have to just, you know, there's always, it's good 
to always have someone to, to call and be like, listen, this happened. Yeah. And then so that person can be like, who cares? It happened, but something better is going to happen. You need that, that you need that person that you can call on. That's when you're feeling like crap, they're going to knock those feelings away and, and let you know that you're still the bomb. You know, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And rejection has nothing to do with your future. Absolutely. Not. Right. right. If anything, I feel like rejection at this point, especially the older you get, you get to understand how rejection just helps you get clearer on what direction you're supposed to be in. I also feel like there's so much traffic in the world. And Mm -hmm. like in real life, if you're stuck in traffic, you find a detour, like another way to get there. And what I love about your story is even though you were stuck in traffic with like maybe a job you didn't like or whatever, your mind was always on, but there's another way to get there. So I'm going to have this thing going and this thing going. And I feel like that's really true no matter what you do right now in this world. I mean, this is such a gig economy, but I feel like it's like if you're working for someone else and you want to work for yourself, that means you got to have at least two jobs out here. Absolutely. And be passionate (laughs) About the job that you hate, too, because that place could catapult you. A question I love asking people, though, in the midst of all of this, was there ever a time that you felt like you were going to throw in the towel? Oh, my God. Many times. (laughs) Many a times. Um, When I, so years ago, I went, I did, and this is a great lesson for everyone, because sometimes, sometimes these things that you really, really want, they're so much better when they don't work out. So, like, when I first thought I wanted to be a reporter, I, I had met, I went to this job fair, met the head of news 12. They were obsessed with me. Oh, you're great. You're amazing. Come on by our office tomorrow. We get, we're going to give you, you know, we're going to give you a job. So I was like, Oh, amazing. So like I go there and I auditioned, they'd love me. They were like, okay, you're amazing. Let's, let's, um, get you to work. You'll start next week. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like my dream is coming true. I'm going to be a reporter. Yeah. 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 They go, Oh, um, yeah. So what kind of car do you have? Because we need to, um, (laughs) we need to like know your car. So for the parking and stuff. And I'm like, car, like I'm from New York. I don't drive. (laughs) And they were like, um, you can't have this job unless you have a car because you got to drive around to do your, your, your stuff. Like no one's going to drive you around. So I'm like, and this is before Uber. So I know I was like, I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, well, I don't have a car, but like, you know, I can learn how to drive. So they were like, okay, well try to get your license and then call us back in a month. Don't you know that I tried and I failed that damn (laughs) driving test twice. (laughs) I could not get that damn, I couldn't drive. Like I just, I don't know. So I, so I was, I remember calling my mom, like after I failed the second time and I was like, oh my God, like I'm never, this is the worst. Like I'm not going to even try for my career anymore. Like, I had it. I like, I missed my shot, yada, yada, yada. And she was just like, it wasn't meant to be like, she's like, you know, it was maybe this wasn't meant to be. And God has something better for you. Oh, it's be- hard to hear it though. And it? it's hard to hear that. But here's the thing, because of that, I remember that moment I started really was like, I started really focusing on like, what was my next move? And I was like, you know what? The beauty blog would be great. Started focusing more on that beauty blog. And because of me focusing more on the beauty blog and writing more, I feel like that's why Cosmo came in. They noticed, you know, all the, it, like all the effort I was putting in and then I got the job of my dreams, you know, and I was able to work the job of my dreams. So, I mean, yeah, at that moment I was ready to throw in the towel. I didn't throw in the towel though, because I kept doing something else. You know, I kept focusing on that blog and focusing on really working on it. And that's when Cosmo came through and they were like, we love the blog, you know? I love. Okay, first of all, I love some of these stories. I knew some of these stories that you share. I did not know, 
But what's so fun about you, Mildred? Mildred, I'm sure everybody at home feels this too. You tell such great stories, okay? Aww. I was literally on the edge of my seat at one point like, but then what happened? <laughs> but did you get it? And I'm thinking, you know she got it. So. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Uh, what else do I want to ask you? I mean, you tell, you actually, okay, you've been the best interview of my life because yeah. you tell you tell so many stories within a story that I'm like, well, that took care of that one. Well, that, very good. So, <laughs> um, I guess, thank you for being, no, I'm joking. Another question I want to ask you, and I'm going to let you go very soon. You're important people. Wendy's calling. Um, <laughs> is, I guess, you know, you talk about the importance and the importance of a mentor. Is there someone that even before you found this mentor that you feel like is the person who you've been inspired by? My friend Lauren, she's amazing. My friend Lauren Reidinger. So she's she found this company with her husband when she was like 20. She founded shop.com, then Motives, and and she's amazing. So she's the, you know, she's someone that I actually like she was my mentor from afar because I was always reading her blog and she was very about vision boards, which I'm a big believer in. Too, she's yeah. um a big believer in just like you have to, there's no excuse. Like if you want to be somewhere, you can do it. And that's kind of like, you know, my mom always says something really good too. And my mom is another person that I really admire. She's always like, if you ask someone for something and they say, no, you're just asking the wrong person. And that's it. You're asking the wrong person because there's a way you can make it happen. And that's, that's kind of like, I surrounded myself around people um, that really believed that there was, there was no like defeat. It was like, I'm making this happen and that's it. And that's another thing. You need to surround yourself around people that are doing their thing. Because if you, Steve Harvey has a really funny quote. If you got five broke friends, guess who's going to be the sixth one? Word. <laughs> yes. So like, if your friends have no ambition, if they're not doing things with their life, I used to have a girlfriend who like, every time I would tell her about like my vision and, and, and my dreams and stuff, she would be like, oh, that's cool. Let's go get a drink. Or, or like she wasn't, she wasn't passionate about anything. And that's fine. Like there's some people like that, but, and, and that, and you know, you can still roll with them. But for what I needed at that time, I couldn't roll with her because she was really, it was like, every time I tried to tell her about something like ambitious that I was doing, she'd want to get a drink. She'd want to talk about something else. Like I couldn't really share my, my dreams or my goals with her. And at that time, I really needed to share that with my girlfriends and for them to be like, you can do it. You can make it happen. And maybe even add to the vision. Right. Yeah. But her, she didn't add to the vision. Um, and she was also incredibly negative. So there was also like, she's not really, um, and this is another thing with friendships and it's, it's, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I don't know if I sound like a bitch even saying this, but it's okay to cut people off that you honestly are not like that your heart is not benefiting from, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's from you know, I've had to cut some family members off. Like I've cut friends off who I realized that their energy and my energy were not aligned anymore. You it's know? so true. I don't think there's anything wrong with if I, it's so funny. The one of the reasons you've been in my life for so long, cause I feel like when I leave you, I feel so energized. Yeah. And I think so everyone much. has friends where you're like, man, every time I'm with this person, I feel more awake. Like, Oh, everything's going to be great. And then you got those other friends where you're like, every time I leave them, it's like, they sucked my life source away. And even Oprah, anybody, any great spiritual enlightened person will talk about life, no matter what you do, even what you eat, it has to be something that gives you life, that Absolutely. sustains you. And so if that's true for food and everything, then wouldn't that be true for your relationships, your love life, your friendship life, and your work life? And so the great thing, again, about your work life to the life that you've made, because you're such a self-made person, like none of this stuff 
is actually on accident. All this was very premeditated. But the good news is about Mildred, it's like she took the steps. It's not like you got on the elevator and it just happened. No, it, it took years to happen. It took you know? years. I mean, it's so funny. My friend Sterling Brown, he's like this hit of, of, of this, this is, is us. us. I know, yeah. But you know, all of us who know Sterling and Susan, I mean, Sterling especially, though, because Sterling's been out of school longer than any of us. Yeah. And Sterling was that dude. He was always at those auditions, always doing those plays, always doing the part on this show and that show. And, you know, for him to blow up like this, for people on the outside, they might be like, oh, my goodness, he's amazing. But, you know, he's been amazing for like 15, 16 years, y'all. Right. Right. We don't see the effort and the and the sacrifices he made. You know, people think these one like one day wonders. These are like these people have been doing this forever, you know, and that's the same thing with me. It's like you have to you have to be humble. You have to say, listen, I'm 27 years old. But in order like I like, you know, I said I'm 27, I'm, but I have to take an internship because at this this is going to lead me to where I want to be eventually, mm. you know. Um, but the sad thing is nowadays as a, as a beauty editor, I had interns under me who didn't even want to get coffee. They didn't want to, the humility has, it's gone now. Like these, you have very entitled, you know, younger generation and it's really sad. It's like, you know, I, I, so here's an amazing thing. Like, so recently I met Madonna. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, y'all, y'all should know. Mildred has met everyone, even Obama. <laughs> okay, everybody is this woman's BFF. But I, so I met, Madonna was launching her skincare line and I met her and she had a great, she said something really great. She said, you know, because we were all like, she was she was talking and then she like, is like, wow, it's really quiet. Like no one, and everyone was like, because you're Madonna, right? <laughs> so then she started saying, she's like, you know, she's, she's very humble to Madonna, which I was, I was really, ni- it was really nice to see like the type, the type of woman she mm-hmm. was. And she was saying, yeah, but I'm Madonna, but people don't realize that. She's like, I worked hard to be Madonna. She's like, I wasn't just like, you know, I, I, she's like, it took me thousands and thousands of hard work and hours to be Madonna. She's like, we live in a generation now where people, you know, she's like, they want to be Madonna, but they don't want to put in the work. She's like, you know, I put in the work. I put in the work to be Madonna. And that's it. Like, you got to work. You got to never, you know, never get too comfortable. You know, I, I, one thing I will say, never get too comfortable in any job you're in because it could be gone in a day. Look at Cosmo, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why it's also just really important now to build your brand. Like it's the most important thing. Yeah. There's a friend that I know who actually teaches classes for millennials to teach them how do people uh, view millennials. Yeah. And she's like, here's the thing. If I tell you how they view you, then it's up to you to either stay in that lane and let them keep viewing you like that, or what can you do so you can set yourself apart? Because millennials right now really uh, aren't, they, everywhere I go, millennials are hardly talked about in a positive way, unless they're talking about ways how to take a millennial's money. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to work and their sort of work habits and their philosophy, it keeps coming out that there's not enough depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because of Google, like you don't even have to work hard to find depth out here. Right. And even that's not happening. And also just work. And um, we had a uh, Kushni here, a woman who has a huge fashion label called Kushni and Ox. And yeah, I know. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. And she talked about the same thing, how she internship for nothing. She uh, apprenticed people, of course, for nothing. And she said, you know, it's crazy now she's at this level and it's so hard to find kids who'll do anything for free. If anything, they'll try to sue you and say, I should have been paid. And she's like, what are you talking about? This is called an internship. Like, right. You're supposed to prove yourself. And then and if we then like you, yeah. we bring you on. She's like, that never happened in her time. And I'm like, yeah, that never happened in my time 
either. I remember when I did my first show off Broadway with Ruben Santiago Hudson. It was an August Wilson play. It was Seven Guitars, one of my favorite August Wilson plays. And he sat next to me, mind you, at the premiere of my film, which was Inside Man. It was like my first film. And when the lights, before the lights went down, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm about to direct this play. I said, listen, I would empty the trash cans. Like, even if there's no part, I just want to be surrounded by August Wilson actors. And I'd like to think, like looking back at this age now, if some kid said that to me at the age I was back then, which was 20 something, I would have been like, whoa, so refreshing. Like I didn't ask for a part. I was just like, I just want to be inspired. Right. And I'm like, what happened to that? Of kids who just want to be like, I just want to be around greatness. Right. right? And just learn. Because really life is just one huge school. It's up to you to go to the right place to absorb the information that you want and then figure out how do you use that in your life to create what you want. Right. Um, Mildred, as always, so inspiring. Listen, y'all, this won't be the last you hear me and Mildred talk. Um, Every time I'm with Mildred, I'm like, Mildred, we got to do something. Oh, my God. I feel like, whatever. Anyway, Mildred, thank you so much for talking. This has been super helpful, super enlightening. And I I can't wait to have you back again when you have your YouTube show. Yay! (laughs) Love you. I love you.